I forget how we started. I can't remember either. (laughs) Is it just a hello? (laughs) It's been so long. (laughs) Vacation really does a number on my brain. This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sid. We remembered. <laughs> we got back on track. Guys, Sid has been on vacation for a hot minute, and I'm so excited that she's sitting across from me right now. I know. I can't believe I took like probably a week and change off, and it does feel like it's been a really long time since we've been across the table with mics in front of our faces, but I feel, I'm feel i feeling good. I like, feel like I'm back in the swag. In the same country. Yeah. No, I was out of the country. So yeah, that's my update (laughs) that I was on vacation and it was so necessary. I feel like I'm sure everybody has heard this a million plus times that vacation is a necessary thing and you need to like unplug and walk away and do all of that stuff. But like, I feel like because I'm usually in the country when I go on vacation, it's really hard to unplug. But since my only access to anything was through Wi-Fi and most of the places that I was in, I was in Edinburgh and most of the places that I was didn't have access to Wi-Fi. I like truly had to walk away from everything. And it was awesome. It was like, I laughed so much, like deep ass belly laughs and like from like the core of my being. And it was just, it was awesome. We did some like super touristy stuff, but then we did some like local coffee shop slash pub kind of things. I ate so much bread and I didn't think I had a threshold for when I would be over bread. But by the time our trip was done, I was like, I could probably like take a week off of some, some of the glutes because it was, (laughs) it was a lot and it was freaking phenomenal. But I'm like, okay, I have a line. Apparently I have a line when it comes to bread. I'm not Oprah. I do have a line and Oprah does not have a line for bread. I've I've never hit that line. I'm curious what what my threshold would be. I think you have to go. So Edinburgh, I believe, probably isn't known for their bread. But we went to this one bakery literally every morning for breakfast. We became friends with the folks over there. So shout out to Mana House. If this ever gets to Edinburgh Woo. and you guys are also- listening, <laughs> then shout out to you guys. You make some freaking phenomenal bread. Um, but that was like my breakfast, like thick, like really thick sourdough and all that kind of stuff. It was so good. It was so good. So if you're in a place like Italy, like you're probably done for. But in Edinburgh, it's like it's like gluten light. And then all of a sudden I was like fully glutened and I didn't see that coming. All the all the bread. Yes. So much bread. So much bread. Well, I feel like that's what you're supposed to do on vacation. Yeah. Just eat all the carbs and embrace a new culture. Yes. And I have a tendency, my phrase here at home is generally like I overdid it. And I say that probably daily. And I think I said it 30 times a day over there, but I just kept going anyway. Cause I was like, this is vacation. I'm going to overdo it to my heart's content. Well, when you're in Europe, you gotta. Yes, absolutely. It's like they're 
country motto. That's their thing. Overdo it. For tourists. Yeah. (laughs) And they just push all that stuff in your direction. Uh, What about you, Brian? What's your update since I haven't seen you in so long? I know. There's so many. uh, Side note, I have a list of things that I didn't want to forget to to tell Sid. So I have like a personal notepad of all things that we're going to just check them off over a wine, just one at a time. So one of the things that um, I learned Three years ago, I had a strong burnout. This is like the anniversary of that time frame. I oh, wow. This was like, that was my tipping point of, I changed the game. I changed my priorities. I really got everything situated and was like, okay, I need to learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. And so there was something that came in my top uh, time hop um, app the other day that was like, oh, yeah, this was the time where things were a little hectic and crazy. And so um, this is actually kind of a timely productivity tip that I learned recently. Um, So back in episode four, our time management episode, I talked about how I block my time on my calendar and I do it for the time that I expect the task to take up. So whether that's like working on a specific project for an hour and a half, perhaps, or like, I need to respond to this email. I know it's probably going to take me 30 minutes. So I block my priorities based on that. And I was listening to uh, a podcast where they were talking about being mindful in your work. And when you set your priorities for the day, that's once you finish that, you're done. And I was like, it was just like a light bulb because I was always in this mode of like, awesome. That one task didn't take me an hour and a half. It took me an hour. And so I cut back. I would just add another thing onto my mm-hmm. list. I would pull something from yes, or from tomorrow or respond to a message that I needed to get back to. But I ended up feeling less productive or less successful at the end of the day. Even though I technically checked everything off my priorities list for the day, I still was like, oh, let me add more. Because well, that, crazy. Like, that sets you up for... <laughs> crazy <laughs> just intense, intense. <laughs> that sets you up for that moment where you're like if i don't get a week's worth of stuff done in a day then you feel like a failure because you're right like if you start adding stuff from the next day onto like the present days mm-hmm. list like that never stops that literally has no end and until you get to the bottom of that list which like should be spread out over days like for your own sanity so yeah you were like in this mindset of if i don't finish everything then i've done nothing and that's too extreme for a normal human and that's what leads to that element of like our busy culture Mm -hmm. where i'm just so busy i'm so i'm doing so much right and so what i've shifted to doing for the last like week or two i've been setting my priorities for the day and then once i finish most of the time i'm pretty spot on but Mm -hmm. there are some days where i finish things like an hour early or half an hour early and i stop this is my time like what what we've mentioned in in past episodes of this is my time to pause Mm -hmm. this is my time to take a break and just be like, okay, I've set all of, I've crossed everything off my list. And then I look at the next day and make sure that everything that's on tomorrow's list or whatever I have to get done for the week is set. Mm -hmm. And it is, if the rest of the world has been doing this, I feel like I've been lost. (laughs) (laughs) For years. (laughs) But I feel like I, I just had this idea of like being productive meant always doing things Mm -hmm. but that's not what it is right it means 
My- taking care of what you're responsible for in a timely fashion and by the deadlines that they that you have set, but you're allowed to stop (laughs) and it's like using your time wisely which like once you recognize what that day looks like and adding more to that isn't using your time wisely anymore it's it's pushing far past that so it's really good that you recognize that and are practicing it and happy through your anniversary and you're feeling good now right yeah oh just reflecting on where i was three years ago and where i am now it so many lessons learned, mm-hmm. so many things we have or will bring to the podcast. Yeah, but it's really I feel like that's also this is why I love time hop is because you can like look back and see memories from your past. <laughs> we have different good versions of time hop, <laughs> good or bad. Um, but I think it's important to take a, a minute and acknowledge that you are growing all the time and learning. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And I'm glad that we've gotten here. And I do take some of your advice as far as like the walking away and like having a shutdown time and like physically scheduling on my calendar days and evenings that have nothing to do with anything. It's just me and whatever is going to make me feel good that night. So everybody needs to take that advice. Very important. Faux show. So what has been, as we uh, transition into our inspiration for the week, Mm -hmm. what are, what's getting your fire started, Sid? Getting my fire started. So I feel awful. Let me just start by saying that because I generally host a gathering for every major award show. It's fine. And We're not bitter about since, it. <laughs> and it involves a lot of crustini. It involves some great apps, a lot of great wine. And for the Oscars, I left you all high and dry to leave on my European getaway. So Mm -hmm. I apologize. But I did get to catch the tail end of it because I did arrive home in time to just see, like, I think I I started watching it, like, 9.30, and that's, like, a solid four-hour event. So I think I actually did get most of it, but I I was in a different city, so I didn't get to enjoy it with you all. It was was sad. We we missed you. I I was alone on my couch. (laughs) And it's usually when you can, like, riff off other people and like have those really strong moments together where you cry at the same time and you can have solidarity with someone like I'm crying too so speaking of powerful words my inspiration this week is Frances McDormand and her kick ass freaking speech she won best actress for three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri and if you haven't seen it I do suggest seeing it it's got like some mixed reviews which I was surprised by because I enjoyed it but she is like I feel like a controversial film is supposed to do that though I agree because I also like I'm getting a little off topic but I finally saw The Shape of Water which won for best picture interesting film I uh (laughs) I don't know if it's for me, but I'm glad that I saw it since it did win. And it was actually pushed by uh, my boyfriend to, to watch it. So and he enjoyed it. And and I was, you know, I could have done without it, but that's OK. I saw it. Um, but Frances, her speech for Best Actress winner. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start with her telling every woman who was nominated in the house that night to get their butts out of their seats and looking directly at Meryl Streep and saying, if you do it, everybody else will do it. And she just like that was so powerful. And like props to the camera people at what channel is it on? ABC, whatever channel it's on. CBS. I don't know. Where was ABC? Was it ABC? (laughs) Wherever they showed 
about it. Whoever was behind the camera or cameras that evening and hit every person who was standing up, some of them kind of awkward because they were alone, unfortunately, like in a sea of men. There was one lady who wasn't clapping in that, like bothered me she i stood up and she was like i think she you know what though i think she was uncomfortable because she was the only woman in her area that was nominated for an oscar which should remind us that so few women are nominated in so many categories beyond like best supporting and right and and i thought that it was just it gave me chills to see so many women standing up and then also her call to arms for the people of hollywood to have that inclusion rider mm-hmm. and if you don't know what that is an inclusion rider is um, a part of the actors or whoever's contract that says you should have a certain amount of women and people of diverse backgrounds as part of in either like front of the house back of the house any part of the whole production should be involved there and I didn't know what that meant I was like ready to like power through to the end and I was like I don't know what that means so it was great that there were so many people on Monday morning saying like P.S. this is what an inclusion rider is Um, and I just thought she was freaking phenomenal. I just thought she was wonderful. And, like, she's such an odd duck, too. So it was, like, nice to see her be an odd duck, but, like, pull everybody into her huge moment and make it about women and make it about representation. I was just so about it. Yeah, and I... This is also... I feel like I'm just plus wanting all your (laughs) your, uh, inspiration for the week because it's mine, too. I feel like when I saw it, it just to have someone who doesn't question what she's saying it was just like this is what i believe and you're all gonna listen to me right and i feel like that's more of what we need we need people to step up and just be like i'm not gonna stop talking until you do do what we ask and um it's just really empowering and i think what she ended up saying after the fact too because obviously they do all the post um, Oscar award uh, interviews and she was like this is not a trending topic this is just the way that things will be for the future mm-hmm. and I feel like that's just important for all of us as women to to own and embody and celebrate that and find any way possible to just keep pushing forward because it's the truth this is our our future and we have to stand behind it yeah and how powerful is that like to just feel like you can take on whatever it is that you want to take on and like kind of gender be damned in a way and and just have people who are in powerful places be fully on everyone's team not just the team of the privileged few but the team of many um, between all of the organizations that are supporting everybody and every crevice of womanhood and I think that was just just freaking awesome so that gave me life throughout the entire week so that along with International Women's Day it's our day baby it's our day it's our month it's our year it's and it is our our month our, our future it was really fun. I just, I saw so much coverage from so many people that I respect and admire as well as like locally, as well as nationally, internationally. And I can't really describe the feeling. I don't know if you, like, I'm not articulate enough, I think, to like really get some arms around this, but I just like had this like light source within me all day seeing the coverage um, from so many people about 
the history and what will come next and how we'll move forward. And there was this great article from, I think it was Broadly, which is an offshoot of Vice News. Um, and they actually gave the history of uh, International Women's Day. And it was uh, it was a refugee. Um, and she started it when she was like in her teens. And it was like, obviously a slow, slow burn. Um, but we'll share that article because I thought I, you know, I have no, no, um, backup for what it is. I just recognize what it is today. So having some context was really great. But that that was I, I don't know, I felt like, bigger this year than I mm-hmm. did last year for some reason. I don't know if you felt similar. Always. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it just I feel like everything that's been happening has lit this fire inside me that's like you need to be steadfast in your opinions now. Mm-hmm. And it's just helped me focus on what I need to be researching and what I should be standing for. And if there's something that I'm not sure about, get information. Right. Right. Like Beyonce. Yeah. That's <laughs> fun side note. Dan, my boyfriend, always thought it was get information. No. Not get information. Uh huh. <laughs> we'll try not to tell anybody that. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Well, makes me laugh every time. Beyonce is the future, so <laughs> that's really Wait. funny. I did not know he thought that. Yeah, we we have a good laugh about that every time. That's, uh, now, that's really good. Anytime it comes up. So um, as far as International Women's Day goes, I just feel like everything I read was just so inspiring. And I feel like I came across some new people that I hadn't necessarily seen before too i read this great article um that had some i think we shared it on twitter um that was about advice from Mm. some powerhouse ladies yes and i'm just Kristen bell lately oh she's so she's she's on a new podcast or she did you see this she was on dax shepherd's new podcast and i was like so about her part of the interview i mean dax you're cool and everything but like your wife is on fire so she was talking about like her giving back and her philanthropy and like who she is as a person and exactly what you said like steadfast in her opinions and i totally agree she is just like i'm living for her right now besides the fact that she's on the good place and i love the good place (laughs) your tv habits i I love tv i can't get enough sitcoms like all day oh my gosh that's so funny um that podcast reference the dax shepherd one um that's in my notes that i wanted to have a conversation with you about so i listened to it when i was meal prepping which (gasps) leads perfectly into our topic of the day it sure do (laughs) so what do we uh give it to me straight brown what are we getting into so we are talking today about meal prepping and how to own meal prepping like a friggin boss Mm -hmm. like a queen oh yeah um because it's very uh very trendy right now that's what they say they they say meal prep is hot hot topic <laughs> so sid and i also participate in this little trend the, we do the benefits are large um we have budget-friendly tips it's helping us eat healthier it's helping us stay on top of our groceries and less waste and it can benefit you for your your lunches your dinner everything in between mm-hmm. i feel like it's it's just one of those things that helps everyone stay on track 
Absolutely. Yeah. I I was not, I'll be honest, I was not excited about this topic because I'm like, ugh, meal prepping. Like, I hate meal prepping. But I do see its value every time that I, every week that I participate in it, every time I pull a lunch out of my fridge that's already done, I'm like, wow, that was so awesome of me to be so on top of it. So I think this is an important topic because it does, like, it kind of trickles outside of just, like, what you're eating, but what it does for your stress levels, what it does for like your organization, what it does for all of those things like eating healthy, uh, self-care, all of that good stuff kind of it's it's weird how it all kind of is encompassed within meal prep in a really, um, if you think about it kind of way. And that's why I did get to the point after doing like some looking around on why this is important, why we talk about it, and now why it's a huge part of my life, mostly for the stress relief mm-hmm. um, piece of it. And I would like to lie to everybody and say it's all about the health for me, which, like, in my perfect world it would be. But I found that... You could technically meal prep Rice Krispies every single I sure week could. if you and, wanted to. And, you know, Cheerios are my go-to snacks. So, hey, Cheerios. I have it for, like, snacks every single day. So it is, like, an easy grab-and-go, little yeah. baggie of that stuff. But the, like, prep aspect of it is is super helpful for me because the less I have to think about on a daily basis, like the easier everything is for me. So this is a super important topic, I think, to both of us mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. And as far as the planning and the execution goes, that's really what we're hitting at today is like how to how to make you successful at this so that it doesn't stress you out. Right. Because I think that's a common concern. And so uh I think it's time for us to speak at Queens. We're ready for this. All right. So why do we meal prep? Why, what, what's our motivation mm-hmm. as Sydney and Brianna? What are we doing behind the game? Behind the behind, game. Behind the stove. <laughs> Inside the refrigerator. <laughs> well, <A> look behind <laughs> the refrigerator. <laughs> Into our personal lives. Um so I think for me, I like, as I said, I think this started as like something that was just like budgeting for me, as I talked about in our budgeting episode, this was um, something I felt as like suffocating and restrictive and, and more stress than it was worth. But then you realize once you start doing it, you're like, holy Toledo, I can really get behind this because of all of the things it affords me down the road. Um, so from my personal experience, it it is it gets me like um excited to try new things and like try something different i do kind of have a tendency sometimes to get into a rut so like i'll make a soup for a while and then all of a sudden it was a really healthy soup and then i'm like i'm super over it because i've been eating it for weeks on end and that's not good so um that's one of the things that like i've kind of experienced with it but Yeah, I think when it comes to meal prep, there's a lot of stuff that really can become overwhelming. I think I embrace meal prep because I love cooking, Mm -hmm. and it's actually benefited me in a lot of ways. And since I work from home, that lifestyle, I wanted to have something that was like quick and easy lunches. I wanted to have something that was like throw it in a dish heated up in five minutes and this is these are things that people tell you not to do like don't sit at your computer and eat but Mm -hmm. you know 
such as life. Do with what you can. This is this is just the way that it is. And you know what's funny is you're saying like I so I don't work from home. I work from an office, and I would have thought that like lunches in general would be easier for someone who works from home but since you've like educated me across the board on what working from home actually is and what I think a lot of people's perception of it is is that like you're you're just as deep into your work as anybody who's sitting at a desk that's not there at their home um so I'm working just as hard right <laughs> and I'm like she's not working at all but like you people don't have think I'm time sitting on the couch. <laughs> I have a watch, desk I have a chair watching tv but like you it, just because you're at home near your kitchen doesn't mean that you necessarily are like standing at your stove able to make like a full-blown lunch on a regular basis or on any basis for that matter. So I think that is a point that I'd like to make because I was educated and I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. And the work from home lifestyle deserves the meal prep just as much as anybody else. Yeah, I I usually give myself 30 minutes and that's it. Mm-hmm. So And you can't like make a pie in that time frame. And that's a lot less than most people. Give yeah, themselves. Most, most people like I think legally you're supposed to take like an at hour least an lunch. hour. Yeah, usually <laughs> we won't tell anybody about that. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as what I lean toward or used to lean toward was just like, oh, what's easy? I would make like a whole bunch of batch soups mm-hmm. or like a week's worth of tacos. But like exactly what you said, you can sometimes get in a rut and you're like, I cannot eat chili one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that actually was really helpful for me is that I signed up. Um, this was mostly rooted in a personal challenge that I wanted to eat more local veggies. And so and I, it was hard for me to get to the market every week. So instead, I was like, I'm going to sign up for our local CSA. Shout mm-hmm. out to Good Food Collective, which is an awesome organization in Rochester which is great. But they provide us with veggies on a weekly basis and it's easy access mm-hmm. to local fruits, veggies and everything in between. Squash, lots of squash. <laughs> Love me some squash in the fall, so that's Sid's favorite season. <laughs> I actually really like the spring shares. Ugh, no. Ugh. Actually, I don't know what's in the spring, spring shares, so I can't really the, say. Like all the onions and um the like weird veggies that I never was like had that you wouldn't get like, yourself from like yeah I would never uh, like pick, on your own like pea shoots mm. we've got a lot of those right now and I like them like in food that I buy but I don't buy them myself mm-hmm. I can see how that could be your favorite I can understand that yeah so um, as far as the benefit it forced me to be creative in the kitchen and try new recipes and use new ingredients so as a result I was started saving money and always had food to eat but then it started to get to the point where i was like oh crap i uh that my beets went bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) the turnip happens to the best of us just turned up (laughs) (laughs) jokes (laughs) so um a new update as far as the meal prep lifestyle that we're living sydney sydney and i <laughs> this is what I want my future to be. I just Our want Sid partner. and I to, to live together and <laughs> us meal prep. Um, Dan and I, the BF, uh, have merged our grocery budget. And so I'm doing the meal prep now for both of us. Wow. That's a big commitment. Yeah. So the result is that it's saving both of us money. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, saving Dan a ton of money because he's not ordering takeout every, every day. day. <laughs> 
No offense. <laughs> he appreciates it. Um, so it was one of these situations which I think um, you made the point of like, you know, you've got to have someone who's interested mm-hmm. in doing it because otherwise it's... It falls real short. Yeah. It doesn't work out. Yeah. That's been my experience too. I'm not... Brianna, you like cooking and love it. Yeah. And I, and I think I've said before that I really, I don't know. I don't just not love it. I also don't find any reason to get good at it. And so (laughs) this is where meal prepping and I kind of part ways sometimes. And that's when I get on like a little takeout binge is because I'm like, I don't really have an interest in educating myself all the time around how to make good food. But when I think about budgeting and when I think about stress, that always, always, always brings me back. And there is, I think, a way for everybody, whether you love cooking, hate cooking, are like interested in it, whatever your like version of cook is, then there's a way to do this for everybody. Yeah, I think a common challenge that comes up in terms of what it's like to meal prep is just that element of I don't have time to do this Mm -hmm. and like what is it that motivates you to actually especially because you don't enjoy being in the kitchen Mm -hmm. what motivates you to get to the point where you're like all right I'm doing this I think it's I have gotten fairly good at realizing what happens to me when I get stressed it's like when you know that you shouldn't have like that whole loaf of bread it's like what am I going to feel like on the other side of this oh like today when I ate the, a bag of like, Cheetos. Seventy-five percent of a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, something like that. And you know, you know, like most times we know what we're gonna feel like on the other side of it. Just because you know what you're gonna feel like doesn't mean you always like kind of take a step back and do what your whole body is telling you to do. And meal prepping is that. Like when I am feeling like I've hit a wall and I really don't want to do it. I think about the stress that I'm going to feel the next day or what my wallet will feel like for that week if I don't just like get my butt in gear and take two hours to get the meal prepping done. And it doesn't have to be hard. I mean, some weeks are like much more easy than others. Like it's just putting some chicken and some veggies in a, in a box and, and being done with it. Um, but that's what helps me get through that wall is knowing that the stress I will feel from not doing it is not worth it. Not worth it at all. So I think that's a, a really good point too. And knowing that you have something, especially because during the week when if you're like rushing from thing to thing, my least favorite feeling is like, oh no, I have too many back to back meetings and I have to get like chicken nuggets mm-hmm. on the go. Right. Or like something that it, because you know, I feel like in all of this, especially as you start to get older, it's really hard to keep the weight off. To work work it off. I know. So, Not the like, way it used to be. One order of chicken nuggets will put you on the bloat train for like... <laughs> a week. <laughs> At least. And you just have so much more control over everything diet related, whether, you know, you're making food that makes you feel satisfied or if you're really focused on eating better. Um, I think there are so many benefits when it comes to just having an idea of what you're trying to map out Mm -hmm. for the week. And I think one of the things that I ended up, like as I've been doing this a little bit more consistently because I'm now thinking about it from the perspective of both Dan and I, Mm -hmm. because I need to make food now for him to survive. Right, he, right. Like, so if you if, if you don't do it, then you've let him down and he will not have any food. Exactly. And who wants that on their conscience, right? It happened last weekend. 
<laughs> he was like, when are you coming over with the, with with the, lunch? With the chicken pot pie? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's like when you just hand him his lunch money for the week. <laughs> And now I, like, remember what that's like because my mom wasn't a phenomenal cook. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was accustomed to, you know, home-cooked meals and all of that. And sometimes there were moments where it was like, we're getting the spaghetti and the prego out and this is dinner tonight. And as a kid, you're like, sweet. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. But, like, now as a fully grown adult, you're like, I know that that was the easy the easy option. The easy option. Breakfast for dinner always felt like a treat, but you know it's because yeah. somebody didn't didn't want to like you know really do it that night, and that's okay. Or, or you ran out of <laughs> everything, all the, growth, all the savory meats, <laughs> and all you had left was eggs. And but that was great for me. I love those nights. <laughs> it's true. Um. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about is like, where do you start with this? Like, what are the challenges? What are the solutions? So one of the things that I didn't think about at all, but then did when I remembered when I started doing this kind of more intentionally was lack of storage containers. Mm -hmm. And I realized that all of the things that I was putting my meal prep stuff in was like, you know, I'm like a reformed takeout junkie. So I had a ton of leftover takeout containers and that kind of served as my um, to-go boxes for for all of my meal prepping. But what I realized now is that if you put... It's like buying new workout clothes when you're trying to like get a jump start mm-hmm. on the gym. If you buy like good takeout containers that when you open the pantry, you're not going to get like walloped in the face with a ton of just mismatched everything, which like... I've tried to organize my pa- my pantry with all of my takeout stuff like... And it never, even when they should fit, they don't somehow. And I get overly frustrated, like probably too frustrated about that. So like buying good, like useful storage containers for your meal prepping, I feel like in some way takes even more of that stress off because like, you know, you've got something to put it in, which sounds small, but I feel like long game is going to kind of like revolutionize the way that you do it. So there are like a bunch of obviously different places you can get containers like Target, Walmart, Food 52 has like fancier ones. Mm -hmm. If you're like looking for that Lululemon style of takeout (laughs) container, but you can find them anywhere. The container store, Mm -hmm. the whole store for just that. That's, uh, Seems like my dream land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Place I would live. I really love the glass container ones. Yes. Um, better for you, too. Better for you. And I feel like I hate when a container gets stained because I make a lot of sauces and mm-hmm. stuff. And so that always frustrates me. Um, and so I really love the glass ones because I just feel like they're sturdier. Mm-hmm. Um, they You can throw them right in the oven. Mm-hmm. Not with oven, their, microwave. Not with top, though. I did that once and it melts. No. Yeah, read the directions as well. <laughs> just just as like, yeah, just for everything, read the directions. I honestly, I'm going to, uh, I never thought I'd be excited about storage containers, just like I thought I'd never be excited about budgeting. So like, this is a whole new world for me. I think this is really good. And this is part of the, the life tips when you're starting anything new is like have the supplies before you d- dive in. Like you need to have step one, what's like step zero. Right, right. You're not going to run a marathon without shoes. You're just not. That's so just the way that it is. Yeah. And um, I also have found a lot of really good containers at Marshall's. Oh, and you love a Marshall's. Huge fan. And I feel like the the benefit there is that you can get a bunch of they have like you know the overstock of 
all the other places. And right. so you get a, a, a smidge of a discount. Yeah. And then like Amazon, you can get or a restaurant uh, store. Oh, I didn't you, think about that one. Yeah, like a restaurant supply store because they're the ones that are supplying all the takeout True. companies. True. With their uh, containers. That's a great call. <laughs> so you can go get them at like whole wholesale prices. <laughs> Keep if that you one have in one mind. in your area, toss that on on your uh, your agenda on the buy list as, as you start prepping for days. Yes, and that leads to the next thing is like. Meal prepping only works if you do it for one more than one day at a time, as I've learned. So meal prepping can't just be for like the day after. I mean, it can, I guess, for a dinner. But in my mind, this is like how it works for me is I need at least like three days worth of lunches for it to feel worth it for me. And I think for me, that's a rule of thumb that I go by. The recipes that I'm looking at will provide me at least three or four days worth of food and like who knows what I'm going to do on that fifth day. But like it's kind of an adventure. But I think that that's something to think about like make sure you're actually making enough to last you a few days so you're not in the same boat that you were like the previous day where you're like oh my god what am I going to do I don't have any time for this Um, and what you're making just like consider how it's going to sit overnight like if it's going to be gross the next day maybe try something different yeah like nachos are a terrible idea for meal prep yeah french fries too they do not microwave well no not at all Um, all. but things that do (laughs) (laughs) sauces Anything with sauce. <laughs> Soup, sauce, Rice, all of that. Starchy things like potatoes. Anything hearty mm-hmm. really does a number. Any kind of soup. My favorite. Chilies and Tuscan bean soup, like brothy soups. You can get real creative with soup. And the benefit of that is that you're saving some cows too. Yes. And they freeze really well. I think like the freezer is the unsung hero of the meal prep world mm-hmm. because... I mean, beyond everything else, if you needed to hang out for a week, and especially like what we talked about earlier about getting into that rut, you you can just as easily like throw that in the freezer and save it for a day where you know you're going to want it again. Don't like force yourself to like go through everything, but really like utilize that it will it will save really well, especially soups when you throw them in the freezer for a few days. Yeah. And the other thing when it comes to time, like what are things that you can put in crock pots Mm -hmm. to like set in forget it for the day yes or if you're like on a monday if you have 30 minutes to just throw something in there to have for dinner that evening that's been especially during the colder months here it's really nice to have something hearty like that right there are so many good recipes out there for that yeah i don't know how i totally overlooked the crock pot it has served me so well it was the best buy i think i've i've made since i started dating my boyfriend was the crock pot yeah because I'm, again, not a cook, but you look like a superstar when it comes out, like, smelling great and everything is, like, as it should be. And all you did was, like, hit go. Yeah. And I'm. this just reminded me of a killer barbacoa recipe that Ooh, I found. Yes. That I made. Dan told me that it was the best thing I've ever made so far. Really? So I'm going to share it with the rest of the world because it was top Not. I was, like, as I was eating it, I was, like... Oh, my God. I'm a genius. This is amazing. It's someone else's recipe, so it's really... I just threw everything in the pot. That's okay, though. But, you know, you got to get a little creative every once in a while. Throw in a new herb, and it's all of a sudden yours. I have a couple tips to toss in, in addition to... And then the, the that's, actual recipe. That's what makes it yours. The Brianna touch. Yes. I will say, I had no idea what barbacoa was until I went to Chipotle for the first time. That's a true statement, and I don't feel bad about it. Yep. I feel kind of bad about it. <laughs> 
It's beef. <laughs> Barbecue beef. But I was getting Chipotle and I was like, what is that? Everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> you are yeah, a very have, sad person. They have the chicken, they have chorizo, they have the veggies, mm-hmm. steak. Yeah. And the barbacoa. In the barbacoa. And a tofu, I think. I think they have a tofu. You're right. Or a bean. I don't know. They have a veggie option. Fall, anyway. Fall back. Chipotle if you don't feel like meal <laughs> Super quick and easy. Um, so one of the things I know that a friend of mine and I were talking about is that she gets really frustrated because a lot of what is put out there for meal prep is for multiples versus mm-hmm. when you're cooking for one. And um, I can totally see the stress in that. And she turned me on to something super awesome, which is apparently that Trader Joe's, if you have Trader Joe's in your area, they do some like killer for one dinners and they're like buyable I think I don't know if they're like one at a time I have to go check it out myself because I was like that's a because I'm in school now so like when I'm getting home late that would be a great option um so I really I really enjoyed hearing that so check that out if you're looking for a 4-1 um but that's that's a good a good place to start yeah I think so another point to that is like the idea of meal prep actually makes your life a lot easier because you're not wasting food. Mm-hmm. I think that's always the struggle is like you are in that situation where it's like, I'm a party of one and now I have like six fillets of fish sitting in my fridge. Right. What do I do now? And so meal prepping allows you to be a little bit more intentional. So kind of like going back to the the time element of this is thinking about like if I spend a couple hours on my Sunday morning or my Sunday afternoon and kind of get the next three days out of the way, you're making one dish, but it's where, like, if that was just your dinner, it would go to waste. Right. But because you're kind of prepackaging it into different containers for the different days, you're good to go. And you kind of have to, like, live in this element of getting comfortable with leftovers. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it comes into play, where you're picking the right recipes and the right foods um like i mentioned before like the starchy hearty stuff that might stand up better in the long haul in the long haul yeah um but i think what's really helpful is that when you're planning out your time frame it's called meal planning for a reason you're Mm. You're getting structure yeah. around what you're doing. Which I think so much positivity comes from structure. I'm I'm all about like a willy-nilliness, but I think that that kind of structure, again, is, is so helpful for so many reasons. Yeah, and I love – and again, this is where like you and I differ a little bit. I want – like for me, stress relief is me in my kitchen on Sunday, like making bread – Sid's eyes are so wide with fear. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound great to me. <laughs> like, I listened to my podcast. Dan was playing um, some music the other day. I was like, this is great for meal prep day. Like, you get your playlist going. Like, have it be a day where you're just like, you're in the kitchen. You're getting your mind right. Mm-hmm. You're relaxing. You're getting your chop on. To me, that's the ultimate stress relief. It sounds wonderful. But you know what I'm already thinking about is the dishes. And that's stupid. But, mm. like, I – it's from also not being a great cook and, again, not having this strong desire to get better – I think I get overwhelmed by a recipe unless it's a crock pot recipe. I get overwhelmed by it. And then I'm already thinking about my time and like, how long is it going to take me? How much time do I actually have? Am I going to get stressed out? Like you can already see I'm spiraling like really out of control, like really, really quickly. So 
for me, like meal prepping is a means to de-stress long-term. I wish I enjoyed that. Like I wish, I wish that a day in the kitchen felt good for me. Actually, I know a ton of people in addition to you who that is like their, their happy place, like Mm -hmm. their wheelhouse, their everything. And, um, I'm just not there yet. That you don't ever have to get there. Can you meal prep for me? I <laughs> might. Right now, she looks scared. <laughs> just doing, just doing it for me and Dan is is enough. Enough. Okay. Um, but I think, in terms of the benefit, I just feel like there's so much goodness coming from the because this is to be fair like i've meal prepped kind of lunches willy-nilly mm-hmm. um to use that word again we really <laughs> like that word today <laughs> but like the actual effort of meal planning has come into effect within the last two months for dan and i and so it's really nice because it i feel like the concept of actually structuring out what I'm looking at for the week. So um, you can meal plan in in the sense that you're saying where it's like, I know I need to have like a farro Mm -hmm. as my base and some like lentils for the top of it or like whipping up a couple salads and like prepping the veggies to throw, you know, mix everything together and have it ready for lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, I take it a step further and actually plan out what my week looks like and looking at, um, you know, we need something for Monday night. Dan needs lunches for the week. I need lunches for the week. And so thinking about like what meals you're actually going to be home for or what things you're going to need in advance and then like pl- kind of plan the meals around that and mm-hmm. bookmark, you know, I'll go through like old recipes that I've pinned or, you know, I keep a, a binder full of recipes that I cut out. From- Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of that. That is a good thing. That is your happy place. It is my happy place. And organizing all of them was really amazing and exciting like for me. satisfying. Like, everything kind of came, come to Jesus moment. Yeah, the, the OCD, like, super organized Brianna came out. Mm-hmm. And I organized all these recipes that I had. Like, so I got rid of a huge chunk of <laughs> magazine stack that was in my kitchen that I didn't have space for. And I have it all in a binder now. And so it feels really nice to be like, ooh, I, I remember I have this one recipe I really want to make. So to be able to rely on stuff that, you know, everybody has cookbooks that mm-hmm. they've been wanting to cook out of. And meal prep actually helps you, you know, do that in right. a way that's like, okay, that wasn't a waste of $30. Right, right. Exactly. That's so funny. It's like your inner your inner person just came out a little bit about your organization factor. It was great. Yeah. And I I really love it. And I, I feel like this kind of leads really nicely into what we wanted to talk about when it comes to um, like the tools that help make it easier for everyone. And there are so many apps out there. So many more than I ever would have thought, honestly. Oh my God. I got excited. I was like, oh, guys. <laughs> I can really get into this. <laughs> I'm glad that you felt that way. <laughs> I am strictly doing this. Actually, there were some that I was like, okay, I can I can actually get behind some of these because I did not think there were apps that existed for meal planning, which was silly because I should have known there's a freaking app for everything. Yep. I should have never thought otherwise. But there are some good options, I think, for people who who like like the tech aspect of all of this and help that helps organize everything that they're doing. So yeah, there's a ton of good options out there. And I think there's like meal prep light, which is like Sid's land. Yep. And then like 
family planning like full blown into <laughs> it yeah yes it runs the gamut which is good yeah so i found something recently that we mentioned food 52 before i am a huge fan um i've always been really inspired by their recipes and the things that they share on their site um one of the things that they recently started up is this thing called change the way you cook and it's basically like a newsletter series and i it was like one of those things that like popped up on social media and i was like this seems like something i'd be into and i signed up but i think it's just like available forever so if you like sign up at any time you'll kind of get like the flow of newsletters Mm. once a week and just in terms of like lessons from the kitchen finest Mm. so helpful so when you're thinking a few of the favorites that i loved is like making use of your freezer um and really embracing that yeah i feel like the tips that come along with like people who are actually professionals and following along with like what they know and what they embrace is really what what you need to start thinking about is just like what don't i know right and where do i find it and so i think a lot of things that come into play is like making use of what you already have on hand and then actually like mixing and matching stuff because i you're like okay i have parsley i know that i'm gonna use like this giant bunch for i have meat gonna make meatballs but Mm -hmm. like what else can i do with this right and so again like hitting at the we don't want to waste any of our veggies and thinking creatively and i think that that their newsletter helped me think about things in a different way um or just think a little bit more strategically about like what resources I have available, um, and what are things I can, you know, like one of the things I'm thinking about, I have a really small fridge and freezer. I may be considering buying a chest freezer for my basement. I was like, you're not going to buy a new fridge, are you? That thing's like there for the long haul. Yeah, no, that's for my landlord to <laughs> figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to use my own money, <laughs> buy something for myself that I will take every time I move to a new apartment. Now, a chest freezer, is that large? Is that big? There are different sizes. Oh, and it's, and it's okay. I, I have no idea what that is. So it's just like it's its own standalone freezer. Yeah, so a lot of people, like ch- chest freezer season is big during hunting season. Gosh. Because, <laughs> or like for new moms because they oh, freeze their milk. breast milk, yeah. Um, and so they're like the one, like it's basically the size of like a small, like your sink countertop it's like whatever i don't know like three by three dimensions yeah i don't know but five cubic feet there's a bunch of different sizes so i would obviously buy the smallest size right but in terms of like maximizing time and effort like i could throw some pizza dough in there some stock down in the chest freezer keep it like you know give a marker keep track of what's in there yeah that's what my mom is like queen of marking up all of the to-go containers and then crossing them out with whatever is new in there like she does not ever get rid of those things so oh, yeah yeah marking that stuff that's how up. the pros do it in the kitchen oh, i should tell her that she'll she, love to hear that she's like she's doing it right she is a pro and they use um a very specific tape huh so maybe i'll it- get her that tape for like a birthday or a holiday. I think she, I mean, she might actually hate that, but I feel like the thoughtfulness of it will give me some brownie points, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. Like a stocking stuffer or something. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like that a lot. You'll have to share what that tape is. I will. Awesome. 
<laughs> well, there's a lot of other options in addition to Food 52 and the Change the Way You Cook newsletter. So I know that you had a couple on here from a local magazine. Yes. So I'm a paper and pen kind of girl when it comes to meal planning. And so there's a local magazine called Chickpea Magazine, and it's uh, a vegan publication and such a great resource. They have beautiful, beautiful I can't stress that enough. Gorgeous. Truly. The, the photography, the paper that it's printed on. It is these you're gonna keep a, a stock of these in your basement. You really they're, would. They're beautiful. They you really are gorgeous. Forever. But there is a digital option too, which is mm-hmm. great for the people that have their like iPads and all of that good stuff. But I really do I like the print version because it's nice to have like that hearty, nice paper too. But it's beautiful. Yeah. But as one of the resources because obviously it's a food magazine. Mm-hmm. So they put together this um, weekly meal plan printable that's on their website, and it's like a one-time purchase. And I feel like it's just the best way to think about your week ahead. And they have a kind of structured to see how you're, what I mentioned before, where you're like looking at what you currently have in your fridge and your pantry um, on your countertop. Do you currently have an onion and maybe celery root? I'm talking from experience. Like, what am I going around? What am I going to make with those? <laughs> and so it allows you to consider um, to have a little bit more structure around what your week ahead looks like. And it's something that's you know you can if you're a physical kind of person where you want you know a printout, which is my kind of game. Yeah. Um, I think it's really nice because it allows you to kind of cross things off, do it in pen, do it in pencil, look at your week ahead, and they have kind of like, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner outlined, your grocery list, um, what's currently, you know, in your pantry that you can use, and then you can kind of, she did a little walkthrough, I think it might be saved on their Instagram highlight stories. Mm -hmm. I think I remember what you're talking about. Their meal plan walkthrough, and it's super handy. So we'll make sure to link to that because I just like the, the sh- everything that they do is really well designed. Mm-hmm. And so this is just some if you want to have something that looks pretty. Yeah. And I think that adds to this whole thing, honestly. Like if you if this isn't like something that like gets you all excited, but you want to do it well and you want to do it thoughtfully if you're actually going to take the time to do it, there are aspects of it that you can add to it, like looking at something that looks nice Mm -hmm. or using an app that's super intuitive. Like there are ways to make this good for you in addition to being like just a a good thing to add to your life. Like, And I think having a well-designed something to work off of that you can print and hold in your hands is an added bonus to this process that might be new to you and something that you're not super keen on from the jump. Um, So yeah, I agree that that's a great a great reason to start this using that one yeah and in terms of inspiration because i i feel like it's also helpful to see examples of people yeah who've done it because sometimes just jumping into it you're like i don't really know what i'm doing um so in addition to chickpea magazine and their walkthrough um i really love smitten kitchen Mm. deb she does a great like she has kind of like a young family so Mm -hmm. to see like the difference between like interesting meals she's making for her kids and stuff that she's making for her and her husband and i just love following her on instagram so that's kind of you know fun she does kind of like a a week in the life and will show what she plans out on her little um dry erase board on a weekly basis and then obviously we'll like share hey this is a new recipe i'm testing or like here's something that's on the website so you can if you see something that 
looks appealing, you can just hop right over and give it a shot. Give it a whirl. That's great. That's great. Well, and those are good options for like the kind of written, like you said, you're a paper and pencil person, which I like to think that I am sometimes, but I think I can also default to the tech world. Um, I will say this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think Pinterest is great for meal planning. When you have other, there, there are some apps that I... I'm excited to actually try because every time I've tried to use Pinterest to do meal planning, it gets like I get really in the weeds and I can't really find I can't find what I'm looking for easily. They they th- throw a lot at me, which is good for some things, but for, for meal planning, it's it's just not helpful. Um, so when that hap- when I kind of recognized that, it was nice to find some app. Um, options that show you that are like intuitive and can like point you in the right direction. You put like a few things in and it, and it kind of just um, populates a list for you, which I thought was great. And one of the ones, there are two that showed up for me that I was really excited about and that I actually want to try. One of them is Yumly, which I don't love that name. I'll be honest. It's not my favorite, <laughs> but I, it's memorable at least. But what's exciting about it, and, and I've kind of like been introduced to AI, artificial intelligence, a little bit more now um, because of the work that I'm doing. But this kind of seems to utilize AI a little bit in the sense that like once you start using the app, it starts to like pick things for you based on your preferences from previous like usage. I love that. Yeah. And like a lot of people are scared of AI and I totally understand why I can get a little dicey. But like with something like this, I only like with Pinterest, it didn't remember specifics. It like remembered kind of groupings and and broad definitions. But this looks exciting because I I tend to like a lot of the same things. And I think if you want to switch it up, it also will recognize that too. Um, But that's an app that I'm excited to try that helps you with that meal planning process and pick things that go together and that can be kind of created in bulk. Um, So that's one. And the other one was something that's called uh, Pepper Plate. And it is more of for the large group. So like, Brianna, you really like to entertain. I'm not a huge entertainer. But when I do, it's really hard for me to like pull a whole like list of things together. And it seems like Pepper Plate. She tends to buy way too many baguettes. Yes. And and in my mind, that's a good thing because they're all left over, but it's not because I'm upset now that they're all left over. And so knowing, using Pepper Plate and knowing like how much of everything to have and what goes together, the same thing kind of is Yumly, but like on a large group scale. So I'm excited to check both of those out from like the app world. Um, and again, like I had no, I've been trying to do this for a few months now. And if I had ever thought to look into like what existed in the app world for me, prepping, I might not have such like an adverse reaction to it um, like I currently do. So I'm excited to check out these apps. I'm actually putting that on my list of things to like check in with you all on down the line and see how they're going because this is and has to be part of my lifestyle. So to use something that for me like is right in my hand a lot of the time and use that for my grocery shopping and all of that kind of stuff, I'm excited. So we'll share the apps that we found uh, in the show notes too. Yeah. And I think I'm I've always been like tech light when it comes to meal prepping too. I have I have an iPhone and I use the notes app and the reminders app for Same. like these are meals that we like 
to repeat. <laughs> Where it's like, what's that? <laughs> what, you're like, why am I not using this to my advantage ever, ever when it comes to this kind of stuff? Because some, I think that's the other thing that when it comes to meal prep, what is stressful? It's the idea of like, I don't want to get sick of eating the same thing over and over again. But like, how can I find new recipes or like, how can I save the recipes that I love? And I found an app called Cozy. Ooh, I already really like the name. This is the one that I'm going to give a whirl because I really liked that they had um, recipes and grocery lists and you can share calendars. And so this is kind of like if you're planning for more than one person, if it's whether it's like you and your boyfriend, you and your partner, um, like roommate. family, roommate lifestyle, whatever it is that you're doing, um, this is something that is really handy from like a an overarching, like covers all the bases. And I a few of the features that I was really curious about checking out were um, if you have a recipe saved, you can then transfer all those ingredients to your shopping list. It all exists within the app and you wow. can drag and drop stuff into your calendar for the week. And You're so excited. And that's like the life that I live. I love to live by a calendar. And yeah. so to have something where everything's kind of like looped into to one platform seems really appealing because I think the way that I'm doing it right now is like not super savvy and I feel like this is very tech savvy (laughs) and I feel like when you want the latest and greatest of everything you're like let me let me get an app to help with that yeah I mean it's like what we talked about during the meditation episode like you know having an app to help can help It, it doesn't have to be something that you stay you steer clear of because it's technology and you should still be able to do all this stuff on your own like if, unless it's fully taking over your life, like use something that helps you. Yeah. And, and I've, I'm a proponent of that way of thinking. And, it, and I sometimes think we turn down help because we think we're better than it. And think about the stress. I mean, I think about the stress I feel when I've like made soup for literally three months and I'm really sick of it, but I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And Pinterest doesn't help me guess I'm out of luck, like instead of looking for a way to help. And these apps are a a form of that. Um, And I'm excited to check them out. Yeah, I'm right there with you, especially because I'm really embracing the idea of meal prep. And it's just so helpful to have resources at your fingertips that Mm -hmm. allow you to challenge yourself and keep things creative. And that's really what they're here for. Like, this is like a land that I want to live in, like, Cooking is my lifeblood. Mm-hmm. Someone pitch me a job where I could like do this for a living because All day. I love it so much. And let's just I'm we're gonna transition. Brianna's gonna have a side job <laughs> where I just jump into having my own little cooking show. That's fine. I will just keep giving you guys tips and tricks on things that I love doing because I feel like there are so many ways. I think one of the things that I think Sid and I both want to continue doing is just like how we're living this out and like mm-hmm. sharing through social media some of the stuff that we're doing too because I feel like it's really helpful and just a part of life that makes everything so much easier. Yeah, and that's the point, right? Is that like everything that we're talking about is 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 tough to start, but once you find something that works for you, it's all to benefit your greater good and and make your self-care more effective and make your lifestyle more effective and all of those kinds of things. So we are definitely on that track and I'm excited to check out these apps and see what might make my whole like aversion to meal prep a little bit easier and, and help me like 
switch it up and do different things besides just magreen soup because yeah. I don't like it anymore. I went a little too hard on winter veggie soup mm. and I prepped a whole week's worth and it sat in my fridge. And do I you still have it? Can I, I have it? No, it was bad. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, do I not have to meal prep next week? I, I thought about it and I was like, I could freeze this. And I was like, no, you need to do something. You just throw it away and start fresh. Just let it go. You know, you gotta, sometimes you just gotta clean the slate and start anew and just get re, re-inspired. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing at all. And sometimes you just gotta pick up an egg salad sandwich on your way home. Or a Chipotle, barbacoa, burrito bowl. Delish. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> Or you can make it yourself. I mean, come on. Is that what we want to do? The Crock-Pot recipe that I have. Oh, you're right. I forgot about the Crock-Pot. You're right. Or mine. You're right. Okay. Better better than Chipotle. I'll try it at home. I'll set it right here. I'll try it at home. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us at Queen Speaking on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram and tell us all about it. See you next week.